Hey, 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 welcome back to the Out of Office podcast. My name is Fiona Thomas, I am the author of the book Out of Office, and I am here to talk to you today about one of my favourite topics, money. But before we get started, I thought I would just let you know that if you're listening to this on the day it comes out, then next Thursday on the 27th of May 2021, I'm hosting an online workshop called How to Make Money as a Freelance Writer. So I will leave the link in the show notes of this episode. If you're interested in learning how to get started as a freelance writer or you're already a freelancer and you're just looking for a way to diversify your income or increase your income then I think it'll be a really good workshop for you because I am I'll talk about it in this episode but I'm a big fan of building stability by um, having your fingers in lots of pies lots of money pies and that's going to be the general kind of topic of the night so Lincoln well not Lincoln bio because we're not on Instagram are we <laughs> link is in the show notes if you want to join but without further ado, I thought we should talk today about a question that I get asked a lot and that is, how do I know if I'm financially ready to go freelance? And of course, I'm not a financial advisor. I'm not an expert in money. Um, I'm just an expert in how I have earned money as a freelancer. But it's something that really did worry me when I was side hustling. So if you don't know, I side hustled as a freelance writer for a couple of years before I fully made the leap. I just had to go and (laughs) close my husband's office door because he's like, it sounds like he's at a bloody stand-up gig next door. He's laughing away (laughs) like he's having the time of his life. Oh God, I really can't wait for COVID lockdown to be over so that certain people can go back to their offices. Anyway, um the yeah the financial fear about going fully freelance is something that I worried about a lot and I know it's something that a lot of you worry about when's the right time to go freelance when do you know if you're if you're guaranteed to basically be able to pay those bills every month it is a real totally valid worry to have um and one of the simplest things you can do and you're going to be like of course fee we know to do this it's obvious is to have some savings and I have never been a saver really. I've never been in a job where I've earned enough money to save. I've always, apart from like about a, a few years in my mid-twenties, I've always kind of been in minimum wage jobs or just above minimum wage. But something that I really focused on before I went freelance was having savings in the bank. So making sure basically that if I didn't have any clients for a month or two months, heaven forbid, that I still had a buffer, a financial buffer in the bank so that I could pay my rent, I could buy food, I could pay my electricity bill, I could pay my phone bill. Not necessarily enough money to be going out every weekend. Um, I certainly gave up a lot of perks like getting my hair done regularly and buying new clothes when I wanted to go freelance. But just having that financial buffer there is, I think, an absolute necessity for anyone who's thinking about going freelance for the first time. Now you see lots of people say different things, some of them will say you should have a month of savings, some people say you should have a year's worth of savings, like enough to pay your bills basically for an entire year, which I think if you're in a high paying job right now then you could absolutely do that and I say go for it. If you know the more financially secure you can make yourself before you go freelance the better but 
I think it's fair to say that most of us probably couldn't afford to do that. So for me, it felt like three months was quite a good amount. Um, I didn't necessarily set out to have three months worth of savings, but when I had three months in the bank, then I thought, yeah, that that feels, I feel confident now based on the clients that I've had already through my side hustle that I could definitely fill that gap and, and get more clients to pay the bills. Obviously it's a risk, it's always a risk, but that is the benefit of side hustling. And in Out of Office, in my book, I talk a lot about side hustling. It's not, I'm not the kind of person who's like, quit your job, go freelance now, it'll be fine. I'm very much a fan of side hustling and dipping your toe in the freelance world while you are still safely getting a wage from a, a regular employer. So if you want to go freelance and feel financially stable and you want to build up um you want to build up that client base whilst you're working. I think that's a really, really good idea. So that's another way that you can be financially stable is don't make the leap straight away. Start a side hustle, whether it's one evening a week, one day a week, a couple of days a week where you just start, you know, making your website, creating your offerings, networking with people, making sure that you have the skills to go freelance, you've got all the tools you need to go freelance and you're getting experience putting yourself out there and getting one or two clients. That's what I did. I had one client who I had for about four years, I think. Long, long time. I lost them just um, just as the first lockdown happened, um, which was absolutely fine. It just it made sense. But I had them for a long, long time before I made the leap. And it was really good because I knew I had a couple hundred pounds. They were a retainer client. So I knew that I had a couple hundred pounds coming in every month. And that was really good. So I knew I had that base level of income. So if you can work really hard on getting a retainer client or a regular client or something that just fills that gap so you've got that base level income start doing that as a side hustle and then it means when you make the leap you can say with confidence I know I've got at least this amount of money coming in every month and then I can spend the rest of the time trying to get new clients another thing that you can do if you're trying to build up your savings before you go freelance is when you are side hustling if you're doing that alongside a full-time job don't spend any of the money you make from your side hustle. Put all that into a savings account. That's what I was doing. I had a couple of good months before I went freelance and I put all that money into a savings account. I think, I mean, if I'm being honest, I probably spent some of it. Like, I'm sure, I'm sure I like went and bought a bottle of wine one night or whatever. But the majority of it, I'd say like 90% of it. I put it into a savings account so because I was working already so it kind of just felt like extra money that I wouldn't have had anyway and instead of just spending it and being like oh great I've got extra cash I thought you know what what I really want is for this to be my full-time job so I'm going to put that money aside and I'm going to use that as a buffer so that eventually I can make the leap and go fully freelance. Again another obvious thing but you'll be surprised when she once you crunch the numbers Go through your direct debits and cancel anything that's not essential, like cancel that gym membership that you never use or downgrade to like a cheaper membership. Um, cancel those magazine subscriptions. I hate to say it, but maybe cancel your beauty pie subscription. <laughs> All these little things add up. And because if you can put aside just something as simple as like even like £50 a month, if you can put that aside on top of your side hustle earnings, every month for an entire year 
then I promise you that your future freelance self will be so thankful when one day you're sitting waiting on an invoice that's, you know, 10 days overdue and you're thinking my rent comes out tomorrow, how am I going to pay this? Just setting that little bit aside every month, it feels so minuscule at the time, but it really does all add up and makes it all worthwhile. Similarly, if you can, if you maybe haven't started your side hustle yet, is there any way that you can pick up some overtime at work? And again, just see that as kind of extra money and put it straight into your savings. I also did this with um, any money that I got for Christmas and birthdays. A lot of that I put aside uh, into a savings account or I invested it into like absolute essential stuff for my business. So um, like getting my website set up. I wouldn't advise spending a lot of money investing in like coaches and software and stuff in the beginning if it's not necessary. I think it's much smarter to put that in a savings account. And again, from the the mindset of every little helps, maybe have a wee look in your wardrobe and see if you can sell some of your old clothes, see if you can get all your old furniture up on Facebook. Um, What do they call it? Facebook. What do they call it? Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> I literally had to pause my recording there and go and check <laughs> what it was called. I'm so old. Uh, yeah, get your stuff up on Facebook Marketplace. Again, all that all seems like minuscule amounts of money, but when it comes to a year from now and you've got an extra couple of hundred pounds in your bank and you're thinking about going freelance, it will just give you that little financial buffer to feel more financially ready to make the leap. Another thing that you can do to feel more financially ready to go freelance is to actually plan what you're going to sell. <laughs> it sounds obvious, um, but I didn't really do too much of this in the beginning and I actually wish that I had. I wish that I'd kind of... I think I went out chasing clients before actually knowing what fully what I wanted to do for a job. I knew I wanted to do writing, but I picked up lots of other things as well. Um, so... Think about who your ideal customer is and what you want to do for them. So if you are a graphic designer, are you wanting to design, um, you know, maybe you want to do packaging for drinks bottles, maybe you want to design book covers, maybe you want to work with small businesses doing like their logos or doing their website design. Think about all that stuff before you go in um, because customers do and clients need a lot of they need to be shown what you're good at and what your speciality is. So think about that. You've got time to do that when you're just side hustling and just starting. So, you know, enjoy that time and that space to breathe and that space to think about what you actually want to do. And be realistic about how many clients you can get. So when you're working out your offerings, figure out, well, how realistically, if I'm doing website design, how many how many clients can I take in a month? And please don't try and cram loads and loads in. I know there are times where you, you just take on loads more extra work because, you know, it's, it can be a bit of a feast or famine cycle in freelancing. But be realistic about how long each project is going to take. And yeah, think about what you're going to specialise in. Um, I know it sounds, it sounds weird to, to link that to feeling financially ready but if you've got all that stuff kind of planned out and you know this is what I'm going to do this is what I'm going to sell to people this is how much it's going to cost um it does actually put you in a much better position when clients come to talk to you and then you know what you're going to offer how it's going to work 
how much you're going to charge. So the next tip is to plan your pricing. To feel financially ready, I think you do need to spend a bit of time planning how much you're going to charge for things. Because in the early days, I definitely had, um, I had clients come to me and say, oh, we'd like you to write a blog post, how much is it? And I'd be like, I don't know, 20 quid. Um, so piece of advice don't don't charge 20 quid for a blog post um because it actually does take quite a long time to write a blog post and, and do it correctly and do it effectively so take time to plan your pricing and be ready when somebody wants to work with you that i think every freelancer is like surprised when a client finally appears and says oh hey i heard you do xyz what are your rates and if you kind of come back with a general statement of like oh what's your budget or what what are you looking for it can kind of make you and I don't want to be nasty but it can kind of look like you don't know what you're talking about and and I have been in that position I've been that person (laughs) it's been like um I don't really know and I totally get that every project can be different um but at least you've got to at least have a ballpark figure because people want to know how much you're going to cost just so they know if they can afford you so even something as simple as like oh prices start from 300 pounds that gives somebody a baseline figure and if you go to chapter 11 in the out of office book eh, there's a chapter called getting paid and I actually break down um, like all the different ways that you can calculate your pricing so are you going to charge an hourly rate are you going to charge a day rate are you going to have specific packages are you going to do it on a project by project basis it totally depends on your industry and depends on what you're offering and how much experience you've got a good tip is to go into facebook groups like freelance facebook groups or facebook groups within your industry and just ask other people like hey i'm thinking about setting up as a um a graphic designer how much would you charge for a logo you will get wildly different um levels of <laughs> um, what people charge you'll get a huge uh, huge range and it just gives you an idea of what people in your industry are charging um, it's not to say that you'll be able to charge as much as the people who have been doing it for like 20 years but it gives you a good idea just do that research figure out what everyone else is charging and then figure out how where you're going to slot into that and think again about well if this is how much I'm going to charge per per, pro, per project or per day uh, how many days a week can I work and is that going to get me to my financial target and it's all very well saying like oh I'll charge I'll charge 100 pounds a day and that's five days a week and there's four weeks in the month so that means I'll make 500 pounds a week I'll make two grand a month that all sounds great but be realistic about can you actually get five days worth of clients because you might not be able to I'd like I've been freelancing for years and I don't think I've ever had been so fully booked that every single day I'm working on client work Um, and if I have been it's because I'm undercharging so I'm actually working really really hard and not making a lot of money so think carefully about that but like I say that there is a chapter in the book that kind of goes into that in a bit more detail so we've spoken about having a savings account setting aside money every month planning your offerings getting clear and thinking strategically about your pricing and then finally this is the the one that um 
people don't always want to think about and freelancers don't always want to admit but I will put my hands up and admit it is that I've always had a backup plan and the backup plan is that I was always fully willing (laughs) not necessarily happy but I was willing to if I couldn't pay my bills through freelancing more than happy to go and pick up some shifts doing some waitressing working in a coffee shop working in a restaurant I always knew that you know that's what I did for years I worked in coffee shops as a waitress as a barista a terrible terrible barista I can't tell you how how frothy my lattes were they had no business being that frothy (laughs) and how wet my cappuccinos were (laughs) if you're a barista then you'll know I was just terrible um I drank a lot of coffee though but I was not very good at making it but I knew (laughs) maybe I shouldn't say this I'll never get a job as a waitress again um but yeah I was fully willing if I if if I had tried freelancing for three months four months six months and came to a point where I was like I have not got any money in the bank I've got no clients coming in I was fully aware that I needed a backup plan and I was always going to be willing to go out and get you know take a few shifts in Starbucks if they would have me or sign up with a catering agency and do some like events shifts it's not it doesn't sound um it doesn't sound exciting and I know a lot of freelancers and business owners like don't talk about that but I do think you need to be realistic and just have that in the back of your mind and don't be ashamed if that's what happens don't be ashamed if you decide you know what I've tried this full time and I actually really miss the um I miss the regular paycheck I, I miss knowing that I get x amount of money every month I'm going to pick up a couple of shifts or I'm going to go back to my old job part-time like that's absolutely fine there's no shame in it don't get yourself into a financially difficult situation just because you're too proud to go back to regular employment if that's what you want to do um so yeah what's your backup plan if shit hits the fan your financial backup plan obviously you've got this buffer fund that we spoke about at the beginning of the episode um, but is there a family member or a partner um, who will be able to cover your half of the rent or your half of the bills if you have a bad month or if you've got a cash flow situation which happens quite a lot in freelancing where you're like I've got like a couple of grand coming but it's not coming for like five days and I need to pay this bill tomorrow is there somebody there that is going to be willing and understanding and happy enough and to help you out you know and, to, and you can pay them back is there somebody there that's going to help you with that if not what's your backup plan um are you could you go back to work could you move in with a family member for a while i know a lot of business owners do that in the beginning it's a real privilege to be able to do that um i live really far away from my family so that that was not an option for me um but i did move back home when i was really mentally ill I lived with, well, I lived kind of part-time with my mum and dad uh, whilst I got back to work. Uh, absolutely no shame in doing that. So that's, it's not, it's not fun to think about that, but it is realistically just something to have in your, in the back of your mind, in your plan when you're, when you're questioning how do I make sure I'm financially stable to make the leap and to start going freelance is just have those conversations with people and say, look, I'm thinking about going freelance. I've done I've done all this work. I think I'm financially ready, but there may be a time in the future where I might need to 
you to cover the rent until I get paid. How do you feel about that? And obviously don't get yourself into debt to go freelance. Don't get yourself into stressful relationships with family members and, and partners over this. Um, it's is, it is supposed to be fun and it's supposed to be a new stable career. So just think sensibly. And I think the final thing that's going to make you feel financially ready to go freelance is do you have any clients? <laughs> if you make the leap without any clients, then you're probably not going to feel financially great if you are chasing your very first clients when you've got no money in the bank. So it sounds obvious, but make sure you've got not just one client, make sure you've got quite a few clients before you go fully freelance because that will have a ripple effect because hopefully if you're giving all those clients good service then they'll recommend you to other people which will get you more clients um, and they'll give you testimonials that you can use in your marketing and hopefully they will become repeat customers as well. So just a reminder before I sign off for this episode, if you want to learn more about uh, getting paid, setting your rates and stuff like that, definitely pick up Out of Office. You can get that in all good bookstores. It's also available on audio audible <laughs> on audiobook and if you are looking about getting into the freelance writing game or you are a freelance writer and you'd like to learn more about how to diversify your income stream I would definitely save your spot at my next workshop it is on Thursday the 27th of May 2021 7pm it's an hour long and if you can't make it just buy a ticket and I'll send out the the video replay to everybody who attends or everybody who buys a ticket so So that is all for this week. If you liked this episode, do feel free to rate and subscribe. I'd love if you could leave a review and also just tag me on social media. Makes me really happy. And I will see you next week. Bye.